Welcome to the week 10 recap of the NFL season. Um, we started off with one of the worst games that primetime football has ever seen. And we ended with a very close game, but undisappointing, honestly. Um, Thursday night, disappointing. Sunday night, disappointing. Monday night, but we'll get there. Uh, welcome to the week 10 recap of Don't talk about that. It's fun. I mean, it's it's sad, but I mean, this is where things get interesting. Trade deadline is behind us. Um, you know, we're at the close of the season where games matter a little bit more, like teams who have it figured out, like you better maintain teams who need to pick it up, like you got eight weeks to figure it out. Like I think this is the most fun time of year. Like then we start getting to those last five weeks where like playoff implications actually start mattering. It's not like playoff pictures now where it's like, oh, but who cares about that? It's like, no. And like two or three weeks, like those playoff pictures matter a lot and teams are playing for their seasons. Like pretty soon here, we're going to start getting, you know, the notifications that everyone could have received week one, where it's like Cardinals eliminated from playoff contention, Panthers eliminated from playoff. Contention. We're starting to get to that point where like people are getting eliminated. People are making the playoffs. Like it's just how it's going to be. In this I think it's the most fun. Yeah. I think the beginning of the season is the most fun because every team has a little bit of hope no matter how bad you are. You're 0-0, and you have a whole entire season to look forward to. But, I mean, all, all the whole season's fun unless your team is 1-8 and eight and has no hope. So, That's true. And you have the draft to look forward to. That's the oh, fun. wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Except unless you don't, and then it, everything <laughs> sucks. And life is miserable. <clears throat> Speaking of miserable teams who can only look forward to the draft, uh, one of these teams has a lot to look forward to in April. And the other one, um, I guess they just get to stay home and sit in their pajamas come April and the rest of the year, honestly. We have Thursday Night Football, your Carolina Panthers at the Chicago Bears. Um, Panthers obviously traded for the Bears' number one overall pick over the offseason, gave up DJ Moore and some other picks, including this year's first in order to get last year's first overall pick. So... This was kind of, I think that this, for some people, even though, like, it's really hard to tell, really hard to gauge, this, for a lot of people, was, like, the game of, like, who won the trade? You know what I'm saying? But in my mind, it's not what the game was supposed to be. Like, the Panthers still have a long way to get to where they want to be. The Bears, obviously, as well. So I don't see why that was a narrative going into it. But for some people, that was something going into this. Yeah. It was a rough watch. It was, I mean, for for people who aren't Panthers or Bears fans or just diehard football fans, I don't know how they watch this game, if they watch this game, because I'm a diehard Panthers fan, and I was bored out of my mind watching this game. Like, I wanted to go to bed at halftime. It was it was very boring. Um, the Panthers lost 13-16, to 16, and, you know, Justin Fields is a good quarterback, so that makes sense. Oh, that's right. They didn't even have Justin Fields. Tyson 
Baggett, Bajan. I'm, I'm not even going to say Tyson Bajan was his, <laughs> was their quarterback. Like, who even is that, bro? Um, he didn't do good. Like, they scored 16 points. That's not good. But we just did even worse. We didn't score an offensive touchdown. Our only touchdown came off of a punt return. Um, yeah. Things are very, very, very bleak for the Panthers. Uh, this is the lowest I've ever been on the Panthers. I've lost all hope for the Panthers at all. Like the only thing is that I will stand here no matter no matter how bad he does, and I will back up Bryce Young until the day I die. But it's getting harder and harder to do every single week. But um, it's. It's it's a it's going to be a long rest of the season, and it's probably going to be a long next season because, like you said, we don't even get to look forward to our number one overall draft pick next year because that's Chicago's. So we got to yeah. get a new we got to get a new entire coaching staff. We just hired Frank Reich at the start of this year, and like you don't normally fire a head coach after one year, but a lot of times if you have a head coach in his first year, he really struggles. It's okay because he's coming in and he's inheriting a very, very bad team. And he's normally a rookie head coach. Frank Reich is not a rookie head coach. He was a head coach last year for the Colts. He was fired for a reason, but we decided to bring him in. Last year, we were a win away from making the playoffs. And now we have one win overall as the team. How do you take five steps backwards? I don't know, but he needs to be gone along with a lot of other changes. But this (laughs) seems very miserable. It's pretty rough to watch. Yeah, I'm just going to say one thing really quick about this game, and then we can move on from the tragedy of tragedies. Um, how someone can go from a Super Bowl caliber running back, um, tricking people such as myself into working him into a trade to get him for a dynasty fantasy league, and then get two carries for negative five rushing yards in a game, uh, losing all of my trust. I don't know how Miles Sanders does it, but every week he continues to shock me with how incredibly bad he is. Um, it's it's really like you can say that it's their offensive line, which is fair. Like their offensive line is in fact a revolving door, and that's why Bryce gets sacked all the time. He gets all these pressures. But two carries for negative five yards. Okay, like Shuba Hubbard, twenty three yards. That's pretty bad. But you know, offensive line is bad. Okay, let's go down the list. Who is Raheem Blackshear? Never heard of that man in my life. Who carries seven yards? Okay, he's got like 11 more yards than Miles Sanders does. Like, Miles Sanders is the worst running back in the league, and I'm very, very salty about it because I thought that he was going to be my saving grace at running back, and it turns out it's the dynamic duo up in Detroit. But that's enough for me. This game doesn't matter. It is absolute cheeks. Okay, I'll do a game that is somehow. Somehow, like if, if you thought that 13 to 16 between Bears and Panthers was bad enough, wait until you hear about the atrocities that were committed committed in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, that would be the Indianapolis Colts and New England Patriots. Literally one of the worst games of all time. Mm-hmm. Absolute garbage. Uh, final score, 10 to 6, Colts winning. Mac Jones was benched at some point during the game for Bailey Zappi. Both of them are actually blind. They just throw it straight to the Colts defenders. I'm not salty about it. I'm totally here for this. Um, Colts played all right. I mean, they scored 10 points. Really not great. Gardner Minshew, okay game. Just under 200 yards for him. Um, Only one interception. 
Jonathan Taylor did okay. Nothing crazy. Patriots are cheeks, man. When is Bill Belichick leaving? Or is it his fault? Is it Mac Jones' fault? Is it Belichick's fault? Whose fault is it? I mean, it's looking a lot like both. I mean, since Tom Brady's left, they've had one year where they've made the playoffs under Bill Belichick, and they don't draft at all. And so now, then he just can't get bailed out by Tom Brady anymore. He can't be like, oh, go win a Super Bowl. And Tom Brady goes and does that. So I think you got to put a lot of the fault. I mean, I think most of the fault is going on Mac Jones. I mean, he's terrible. But you got to also put a lot of fault on Bill Belichick because he's the head coach and he's the GM. So he's building this team. And he has not yeah. hit on a single player. So I don't, this is an awful roster. It's terrible. <laughs> Scrolling scrolling through this depth chart right now, it's like, okay, don't know you, don't know you, don't know you. Oh, that's a Buckeye. Don't know you, don't know you. (laughs) Two and eight is a awful record, and I never thought I'd see the day when the Patriots were two and eight. But I wish we were two and eight. We are. I wish we were two and eight. (laughs) You you would wish that. Um, On the other side, the Colts, they're five and five. They're still competitive for the AFC South. Um, do I think they'll win the division? Probably not. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Probably not. But they're keeping it fun. Um, they're keeping it competitive in a lot of these games. So that's at least something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL really messed up. If they, they, they keep talking about like expanding to Germany, expanding to London, all that crap. Well, if that's really true, then they just like, Took like played 10 themselves steps backwards. Germany, yeah. yeah, because no German watching this game is like football. I loved it because this was an atrocity of a game. So it's a kind of a shame that we spent more than 30 seconds talking about it. That's so true. But the good news is right after this game, we have a, a great really, game. Good, really great game. Um, did not, like again, man, like if you would have told me um, you know, at the beginning of the year, Hey, one of the greatest games of Week Ten, one of the highest scoring, one of the most fun, um, is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals against the Houston Texans. I would be like, "That's probably not right. You probably got that wrong because the Texans are just supposed to be bad, and the Bengals, you know, made it to the AFC Championship game. They made it to the Super Bowl the year before. Like, of course, the one of the best games of Week Ten is not going to be Texans Bengals. Well, you're wrong because the Texans end up winning this one, thirty to twenty-seven. And it was an absolute shootout, in case you couldn't tell. T.J. Stroud threw for nearly 400 yards, as did Joe Burrow. Um, They threw their fair share of interceptions, but overall, really, really great game. Not going to lie. Yeah. T.J. Stroud almost sold towards the end. The Texans had just gotten an interception off of Joe Burrow. They were up by 10 points with around four or five minutes to go. All they had to do was really get a couple first downs, just run the ball, be smart. Maybe two plays into the drive, he throws a pretty bad pass, intercepted, ran all the way back to the four-yard line where the Bengals then scored to make a three-point game. The Bengals got the ball back with about a minute and a half or so to go, maybe two minutes. They move all the way down the field, get to a third and 12, from like the 15 yard line and Joe Burrow, it's a wide open T Higgins in the end zone. I mean, wide open, probably the easiest catch he'll make and just completely drops the ball. It was in his hands. So the Bengals have to settle for a field goal and tie the game. And then CJ Stroud leads a drive. They go down the field. Dudes are breaking tackles and they get down, kick a game winning field goal. 
So Joe Burrow threw two picks in this game, which and back to back two drives, they were both in the red zone too. So big mistakes from Joe Burrow, but yeah, it was a very entertaining game. I hope that both of these teams can make the playoffs because, like, seeing this in the playoffs would be very entertaining. Yeah, Texans act like right now, um, Bengals are out of the playoffs. As if, if, if the season were to end today, uh, Bengals are the eighth seed and Texans are the seventh seed. Obviously, having that tiebreaker, they have the same record, but that tiebreaker to put in. So. That's something to watch for. Again, close here. Texans are only, I want to say, one game behind the Jaguars. Um, maybe less than that. So they're right there with them. They could actually win the AFC South, which is a lot of fun. Um, and even if they don't, they have a good enough record to maybe squeeze into the playoffs as well. Yeah. Uh, but really quickly, before we move on to the next game here, CJ Stroud is second in passing yards. All he has to do is not mess up completely, and offensive rookie of the year is his. People are going as far as to say MVP. Is he MVP caliber? Probably not. Okay, no, I don't, has a rookie ever won MVP? I don't think so. No, um, that's like, no, that is no rookie won allowed. MVP, no. It's not, it's not going to happen, but the fact that that's a conversation that's even being had means that he's almost on lock for getting uh, at least offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Unfortunately, next game, next game here. Yeah, unfortunately, poor game. Uh, next game here, we have the Packers falling to three and six to the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, improving somehow to six and three. Pittsburgh Steelers triumph over the Packers, twenty-three to nineteen. Um, and you know, much to the chagrin of Kenny Pickett, uh, Matt Canada, and Mike Tomlin. Uh, they keep winning. I know I it's, it's really tough. I don't know how, man. Do, I don't They know do their how. best to lose every week, but their defense says, no, 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 we're not losing. EJ Watt is too good to lose, so we're just going to win every single week, even though we are outscored. We have a negative point differential. We are, like, every team has more yards than us every game. Somehow, we're going to win games because Mike Tomlin is a little wizard. Mm-hmm. For the Packers, I love it. You've gone from you've gone. Sorry, you Packers fans. I know a Packers fan, and he hates Jordan Love. And he's like saying he he's gone as far. He's told me I'm not a Packers fan anymore. At least for this season, I will. I'm not watching any more Packers game. And I'm like, dude, you are three and six. That is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's not good. But you went from Brett Favre for how long winning games and straight to Aaron Rodgers, hall of fame quarterback to hall of fame quarterback. You have one quarterback. That's not a hall of famer and you guys are ready to jump ship. I think Packers fans deserve it. I love it. And Jordan love is horrible. It sucks because he's my fantasy quarterback. So watching him get to the red zone and I twice, when he gets to the red zone and I turn to my dad and say, he's about to throw an interception here. And what does he do two plays later? Throws an interception. When I can call that twice, you're not a good quarterback. Um, and, it helps it results in them losing the game. And like you said, I don't know how the Steelers do it, but they manage to squeak away from these weird I don't know how you're winning these games. I mean the Packers aren't a good team, but they didn't they didn't like the Steelers weren't like, wow, look at the Steelers. Like it was a game and it was like, oh, how in the world did the Steelers end up winning? But I will say the Steelers finally did the right thing. 
Jalen Warren in this game had 15 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown. That's very, very solid. Today they named him RB1 for the rest of the season, which is great yeah. for the Steelers because he's miles better than Najee Harris. And it's great for my fantasy team as well because I have him. So good job, Steelers. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, not a good job. I'm really salty that you guys keep winning, but it is what it is. All right, moving on here to, I feel like everyone could have predicted this one. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Tennessee Titans 20-6. to six. Uh, Will Levis, not the worst game in the world, only put up nah. six points. Yes, huh? It's not great. I want to say, where's all the Will, Will Levis lovers who after one week when he was playing a pretty bad Falcons defense and just lobbed it up to D-Hop every play? Where's all those people saying that Will Levis is like the greatest quarterback ever? If you can't tell... If you can't tell, probably until the end of time, I'm going to be hating on this entire rookie class. Everyone that's not Bryce Young, because I need to back up Bryce Young, because right now he looks not very good. So I need to make sure that. And I've, I've hyped him up. I mean, I didn't even plan this. It was just sitting on my bed. I mean, I've hyped him up. I I have his jersey, and he's been horrible so far. But um, so I'm always going to be backing him up and probably trashing. But. Where's all those uh, Will Levis lovers who, when he just lobs up the D-Hop five times and D-Hop gets four touchdowns, where are all those lovers? I mean, two weeks in a row, he's not very good. Six points against not even the great of a Buccaneers defense. Not very good. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, not really much to say here. Nothing really of note. Baker keeps balling. Um, really the moral of the story here. Uh, really crazy. Yeah, it was kind uh, of a... Boring game. Derrick Henry, eleven rushes for twenty-four yards. That's that's really bad for Derrick Henry. So, congrats <laughs> to the running back. Yeah, well, that's true. Good job to the Bucks for com- for completely bottling that up. But yeah, Bucks played. Bucks played well. They're, and the way the way the, yeah the NFC way South they're playing, is still competitive. That's what I was gonna say. The NFC South is so bad. Every team can still win the NFC South. It, Except for us, I'm not gonna try to even get my hopes up for that. <laughs> All right. Um, next yeah, you week got game. One. You got this one. I'm gonna just this, sit back. This game took about 15 years of my life. Um, this is Browns Ravens. Um, the number one defense against the number two defense. So everyone picking this game is like they're predicting a score. Like they're predicting maximum 20 points that's pretty much where we're capping out here we have two great defenses playing each other like we're not gonna get a lot of points here um i did not think that we were gonna win this game did not think the browns were gonna win at all um i mean it's the ravens the ravens are like one of the most complete teams in football uh, like we argued last week they're probably the best team right now um and you know in the in the first half started off rough um, on the first drive, um, Ravens defense makes a great play, tips the ball. There tips so Watson pass that ends up being a pick six. So you know, not Watson's fault. Everyone will try to say like, "Oh, Watson threw another pick six. No, it's a good play by the defense. Uh, ended up walking that in to start off the game strong, seven zero. Um, end up starting off. You know, I think they were fourteen uh, zero at one point. Ravens were, uh, and then we just slowly, very slowly, climbed our way. 
back. Uh, Watson really struggled in the first half. I think he, at one point he was like one for 13. It was Whoa. really, really, it was really bad. Um, our run game was great. Like, honestly, that's like the highlight of this team other than the defense. And then in the second half, we just put something together. Man. I'll tell you what. Watson ended up going after that. He went like 13 for 13. Um, wasn't missing anything. Our defense was playing out of their minds. Um, at the start of the fourth quarter, we were down. Um, what were we down? Down like 17, 31, something like that. Um, and ended up crawling our way all the way back. It took pick six. It took great offensive plays, but we eventually crawled our way all the way back. Ended up squeaking this one out in the dying seconds, 33-31, after a Dust Dustin Hopkins missed extra point. Did not think that he was going to make the 41-yarder to win this game. Ended up putting it just a little to the left, but it went in regardless. That, that play alone took five years off my life, and we ended up winning this game. It was, I mean, it was a masterclass. Jim Schwartz needs a shrine in Cleveland. Um, if Deshaun Watson can play the way he did in the second half the rest of the year, we are absolutely golden will he i don't know hopefully he does um and our run game just needs to keep doing what they're doing i mean right now life is good as a browns fan i'll tell you what do i wish we had more wins sure but come on we just beat the ravens just happy man it was a happy day i will say i mean i know last week we said like we're gonna start to try to record every single tuesday which hey suspect back weeks we recorded, so go us. Uh, but I will say, Austin was like very, very pushing. He's like, "Hey, when are we able to record this week?" And I'm like, "Hmm, I think somebody wants to talk about somebody wants to talk about this game." Look, like nobody thought we were winning this game. I barely thought we were winning this game. I didn't think we were. Winning. I almost didn't watch the game because I didn't think we were going to win. Uh, especially after we went down fourteen. Come on, we're not winning that. But thirty-three, thirty-one, beating the Ravens. We beat the 49ers when they were at their peak. Ravens when they were at their peak. Well, no. We could beat anyone. We could beat anyone in this league, man. Well, speaking of the 49ers, they might be back on their peak because they played the Jags, who a lot of people are talking about and have been really, really good this year, and they own them. 34-3 to in Jacksonville. Debo Samuel and Trent Williams were both back for this game. They were both gone for their three-game losing streak. So maybe the difference is Debo and Trent Williams because the 49ers looked good. Uh, Purdy threw for 296 yards, throwing his little dump-offs, which we can we can talk about that, which we do. Um, Kittle, three catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. He had a he had a crazy game. I mean, like 60 of them came off of one play. That's still very good. Um, the big story of this game is, oh, there's two. One was this was um, um, Chase Young's first game as a 49er, and he already has a strip sack. So that is very scary. And their defensive line is literally Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, um, somebody else I'm forgetting who's very good. Like they, they have such a good defensive line, and like you can't double team Nick Bosa because then Chase Young's gonna run free. You can't double team Chase Young because then Nick Bosa's gonna run free. You can't double team both of them because then the entire middle is gonna run free. Like there's no stopping them, and that 
they're complete. You just have to you have to choose. Do you want to get attacked from the front, middle, from, <laughs> from the front, from the left, or the right? Like which one do you want to get hit by? Today? One of them's getting to you. Yeah, it's pretty sad. But then the other storyline in this game is unfortunately. Christian McCaffrey did not score a touchdown in this game, breaking his 17-game touchdown streak. He had tied it. All he had to do was score one more touchdown to break the record. And I don't know if you saw, but at the end of the game, they pulled every single starter, but they kept him in the game. And they were at the goal line in three straight plays. They gave it to McCaffrey, along with all, like all the backups plus McCaffrey. I mean, it was easy for the defense because everyone in the stadium knew that it was going to McCaffrey. I mean, it's the only reason yeah. he's in. But so they just stopped him three times and McCaffrey didn't score. So he didn't break the record. And after the game, McCaffrey went on the media and said that he sucks, which is. I mean, he, was, he wasn't like actually like upset. No, he, obviously he, he knows he, he doesn't messing, suck. Like, He's like the, one of the best players in the league, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. He was, he was joking. He was having fun with it. Like we all know that like Chris McCaffrey is probably one of the best players in the league right now. Definitely the best running back. And I mean, tying the record for games with a touchdown. Nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a blowout, yeah. though. That was, that, was a, that was a bad game. Um, uh, New Orleans Saints, Minnesota Vikings. Um, Josh Dobbs. His hand. That's it. That's it. Like he, he's the guy. Comeback player of the year. Give it to him. I know that. Um, you know, every like the odds are still favoring Demar Hamlin for some reason, even though he has no recorded stats. But um, yeah, he had a tackle last night. Now he's, now he's got one. Um, <laughs> Josh Dobbs, he's ridiculous. Like just when you thought that the Vikings season was over, I think everyone thought the Vikings season. Was over. I mean, they started what one and oh four. and three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and three. Uh, everyone's like, man, Vikings fell off. Now. They're in the playoff picture. Sitting at six and four. Even after, like, you know, they made they made that big comeback to like actually have like a good record. And then Kirk Cousins got hurt, and everyone's like, man, it's really unfortunate. Like so well, finally got it figured out, and they didn't even have Justin Jefferson. Um, Dude, I didn't even think about that part. They don't yeah. have Jefferson right now. Oh my no, god. They don't have Jefferson right now. They don't have Jefferson. They somehow managed to make it all the way back to where they are now. Josh Dobbs is absolutely balling. And imagine, like, if I if I were Justin Jefferson, like, if Kirk got hurt, um, you know, you bring in some guy, like, a, I don't know, like Carson Wentz. Like, I'm not playing. You know, I'm not risking injury. Like, you're already not winning any awards. You're already not, like, breaking any records. Like, save yourself. You're young. You have some good years, and you left. Don't don't go waste it. Don't go waste a year on some trash quarterback. But right now, I'm coming back. Josh Dobbs is slinging the ball like he owns the place, man. Even though he couldn't find the locker room before the game because this is his first home game, like he was slinging around the ball like he owned the place. That's for sure. Yeah, Josh Dobbs is running around in the pocket. He's making plays with his legs. He's throwing for 268 yards. He's running for touchdowns. He's playing so good, dude. And he's a free agent after the season. So I'm really hoping that he'll become a starter somewhere this next for yeah. next season because he's playing so good. He deserves every deserves bit it. of it. Oh, yeah. On the other side of it, the Saints were bad for like three quarters. And then Derek Carr goes down. They bring in Jameis and Jameis. 
proceeds to put up 19 points, and they had a chance at the end for a Hail Mary. I mean, hey, Derek Carr's not very good. And, I mean, I know Jameis, Jameis played for, like, a quarter and a half. He threw two touchdowns and two picks. That is just the most Jameis thing ever in, like, a quarter and a half. <laughs> it's so Jameis. Jameis is inevitable. Like, Jameis Winston must play at least some quota of the season. Like, I don't know who sets the quota, but Jameis Winston has to play at least a couple games. I don't make the rules. I'm just I'm just seeing him. He's got to play. Every year he plays sometimes. These stuff there. It's pretty funny. All right. Uh, moving on here. Um, have the trash bowl. Um, Falcons and Cardinals. This is Kyler Murray's first game back since his injury last year. Um, and he did pretty good. Not gonna say. He did really good. Like for not playing in a year. 19 for 32, 249 yards, and then 33 yards rushing after just drawing your knee. Pretty yeah. good day back at the yard. And they come back and win. They had one win going into this game. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think, honestly, what happened here is Kyler Murray, like, the entire time that he's been gone, he's seen all of the stuff about, like, you know, Caleb Williams, you are an Arizona Cardinal. He's like, man, that's my job. Like, I kind of have to play well. Otherwise, that's my job right there, even though they just signed me, like, last year to a crazy contract. I wasn't playing that great last year. I haven't been on the team, so I have to perform. Now, again, we'll pause, take a step back, and say, this is the team that Will Levis went and balled out against. And everyone was like, Will Levis is him. Will Levis is that guy. Uh, no, it's, it's true. So we'll see what happens next week when Kyler Murray plays an actual defense. Um, I mean, they only won by two. So who do they got? Really next isn't week? that great? Do we know? Um, I can check really quick. No, I'm looking real quick. We're good. Uh, oh, they got the Texans. Okay. See, that might be a problem. Like, <laughs> if the uh, the Bengals can't win against the Texans, yep, might be a little bit of a problem for us. But overall, really well done. Um, waiting for Arthur Smith to get fired. Hey, hey, um, they say they're waiting at least till the end of the season. So good job. I mean, that's fair. Good like, job, give him, give him, Give him his chance, I guess. I mean, you're just going to keep losing games. You're four and six. That division is so bad, you should probably just fire him. You're still going to be competitive. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever. Um, not much there. But let's, this next game. Let's move into this next game. Okay, let's see. Let's, 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 Here, let's you, talk you can talk about quick. this one. You let's talk, talk about, You didn't have much to talk about with the Panthers. You can talk about this one. So, so the Chargers, my boys, you know, like my, my second boys. Um, Justin Herbert, he's faced a lot of criticism from some media and some yeah. haters, some, some professional haters who we know personally. And um, they're going up against a very good Lions team, really good defense. A really good offense. Overall, very good team. The Chargers, we know that they have a great offense, but their defense is really, really bad. Okay. So bad. The Lions <laughs> put up the Lions put up 41 points, okay? Cut, you know, it's expected. You're playing the Chargers. They got a horrible defense. The Chargers put up 38 points. Wow. 38 points on a really good defense. 
that's that's very impressive, Justin Herbert. Oh, sorry, but you lost because the Lions had the ball last and your defense can't stop a nosebleed. So there they go. Lions win the game. And everyone's still crapping on Herbert because, oh, he can never win a close game. And I know we – so uh, when we were texting about it with uh, the professional hater that we know, he said that Jared Goff outplayed Justin Herbert. We can look right here at the stats. We, we, we both got him pulled up. J- Jared Goff, 333 passing yards. Justin Herbert, 323. Okay, that's that's 10 yards difference. So I guess you can say Jared Goff got him on the passing yards by 10 yards. Ooh, that means – Nothing. All right. Two touchdowns for Jared Goff. Four touchdowns for Justin Herbert. That sounds like Herbert outplayed him to me. Plus against a better defense? Yeah, I would say so. Um, let's see. QBR, 76 for Jared Goff. Hmm, 83 for Justin Herbert. Again, I think that means that Herbert's was a little better. I don't know. Um, QB rating, Jared Goff's was higher. But, okay, then we're going to go ahead and look at the rushing stats. David Montgomery, 12 rushes. For 116 yards and a touchdown. Wow, that's some good running back you have. Oh, wait, 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 we're not done. Jameer Gibbs, 14 rushes for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Wow, you have a really good running back that helps you guys. Like, your guys' rushing attack is good. I'm sure the Chargers have just as good. Austin Eckler, 19 rushes for 67 yards and a touchdown. That's it. So, again, give Herbert a defense. And don't crap on Herbert for this because... Putting up 38 points, and the only reason he lost is because he didn't have the ball back. So, can't fault Herbert for this one. It was a great game. Very entertaining game. It was. But there's my little, there's my little backing up Justin Herbert. It was a great game. And, you know, you can be salty about Herbert all you want. That's fine. We'll give you that. At the end of the day, they are third in the AFC West. Behind the Raiders. Um, <laughs> but, really quickly, let's just acknowledge. The Lions, seven and two. Oh, I know they're great. They're amazing. Seven team. and two, <laughs> ridiculous, man. Lions at I seven know, and two. Nuts. It, like not as a not as a wild card team, maybe looking whimsically. No, seven and two, comfortably. Not, I mean, it's not super comfortable. I mean, the Vikings are one game behind them, but they're seven and two. They're playing fantastic. Um. At the end of the day, man, I have to pit play for one coach in the entire league. I'm playing for Dan Campbell. No, hundred percent, one thousand percent. Yeah, uh, we can fly through this game here. Yeah, I was about to um, say, there's not much to say. It's the exact yeah, we'll same just, result as week one. We'll, we'll brief you on the score: New York Giants seventeen, Dallas Cowboys forty-nine. If the Cowboys could just play the Giants every week, they'd be in the Super Bowl and win the whole thing. But you know, not everyone can play the Giants every week. Um, Cowboys out in two games. Cowboys outscored the Giants 89-17. Yeah. Not so bad. <laughs> not, not so bad at all. Uh, Danny DeVito passed for 86 yards throughout the whole game. That's pretty bad. It was pretty rough. On that. And Danny DeVito apparently still lives with his parents who make his bed and do his laundry. Congratulations. You have made a lot of enemies because i know a lot of people who are not gonna ever root for you because that's sad as a multi-million dollar quarterback i mean granted you're like a nobody but you're still making millions of dollars and you're living with your parents and they're making your bed and doing all that like that's it's not a good look and i don't know why he said that to the media yeah never you mind i will not root for you danny devito (laughs) 
All right. Um, football team yeah, at Seahawks. Um, I'm going to be honest. Didn't watch the game. Can't tell you much about it. All I know is that Sam Howell is leading the league in passing yards. So what are you going to do about it, everyone? Cry about it. Hey, I called it. I called it. You didn't. Fa- you, well, you didn't call the path. No one called that he was going to do this. You called that he was going to have a good year. You did not call he was going to do this. I didn't need to clarify. I thought it was. I thought saying good year meant leading the league in passing yards. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> good year means leading the league in passing yards. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I'll keep yeah, that in mind. You. I'll keep thank that in you. mind next year when you say that Bryce Young's supposed to have a good year. <laughs> All right. Um, Sunday night. Awful. Like this was somehow worse than the Thursday night game between Bears Panthers. Um, Jets Raiders, awful. Raiders somehow squeaked away a win. I didn't even see the end of the game. It was trash. Uh, 16 to 12. Um, now, nah. oh, game even worth talking about. Yeah, Zach Wilson threw for 216 yards, which is not bad. But again, no touchdowns to the Jets. They had four field goals. They have not scored a touchdown in two straight games. I mean, I don't know why they are sticking with Zach Wilson. There was a two or three game stretch where he was looking really good. But now, clearly, he sucks. And Aaron Rodgers is making a lot of noise saying that he'd like to come back by sometime in December. That's all going to be pointless if you guys aren't in the playoffs. So you guys need to figure something out and get a quarterback and get to the playoffs. Otherwise, him coming back is going to be pointless. You know, well, Cam Newton is available. Cam Newton's not very good anymore. But I can tell you one thing. He's better than Zach Wilson. You know what they should have done? Traded for Josh Dobbs while he was available. Should have. They definitely should have. But here's the thing, though. They're four and five right now. They're in, yeah, they're four and five right now. Not the worst. Is it good? No. If you can just keep your record just a little above 500, if Aaron Rodgers can return two weeks into December, like that still gives you about five to six weeks where you can play with Aaron Rodgers instead of Zach Wilson. Like, and then if you could win the majority of those games, you could probably squeak into one of the last wild card spots in the AFC. So as long as Zach Wilson continues to keep the record about 500, if he like keep it a little above, that would be ideal. And Aaron Rodgers could return. I could see them making the playoffs. If it's just Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers doesn't return this year, probably not making the playoffs. Yep. They're definitely won't make the playoffs if it's just Zach Wilson. Yeah. All right. Our, oh Last game. Last game of the week. Um, we had the Denver Broncos against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills last week fell to five and four, oh. and everyone was upset understandably. So they called a players-only meeting. Don't know what was said in the players-only meeting. Probably like, hey guys, we are cheeks right now. And they said, they said hey guys, if we want to win, it's, this is on us. On us, guys. Coach is right. But they said. <laughs> um, they're probably like, hey guys, if we don't start winning games, Stefan Diggs is going to leave because he threatens to leave every single year. So if we don't Somehow, keep them around by winning. We're not winning any more football games from here on out. So, 
rally the troops. Here we go, guys. We're going to win this game against Broncos Country. They're not riding. And then Broncos Country rode. Broncos Country rode all over Buffalo Stadium. And they won 24-22 in the dying seconds. Um, Broncos have about 20 seconds left on the clock. Russell Wilson takes a knee. They perfectly execute getting the offense off the field, special teams unit on the field. And they kick a field goal, but they miss. Wait a minute. I thought I said they won. Well, they did because the Bills, for some reason, had 12 men on field. That 12th man, allegedly, being DeMar Hamlin. Never know. And then five-yard penalty. Broncos get to retake the kick. And they score. Ends the game. Bills lose. So, and they the fire their offensive coordinator. They the Bills are a little dysfunctional right now. I think I think it's fair to say. I mean, I'm not trying to overreact, but I think the Bills Super Bowl window has ended. They're really, really struggling. Josh Allen only had 177 passing yards, two interceptions. It's becoming a weekly thing. He's thrown an interception, I think, in six or seven straight games. He two, threw two okay, two last fair. night. I know the one fair. the one hit off of his receiver's hand. One was not his fault. The one was his fault, but Still, um, you shouldn't be losing yeah. to the Broncos, regardless, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think what people what people aren't ready for here, and like, no, Broncos are not good. Stop, stop. No, no. Okay, stop, stop. No, you have to listen to this. You have to listen. Like, we all love to hate on the Broncos because they were so bad last year, and everyone was like, "They're so good. They're going to be the best." And then they're the worst, and they started off the year rough. And are they good? No, no, they're not good. They're still fourth in the AFC East. Okay. They're not good. What people aren't ready to hear is that Russell Wilson isn't as bad as he was. Russell Wilson Wilson last year had something like 12 touchdowns on the whole year. This year, we're halfway through, and he has 16. So he's on pace to finish the year with 32 touchdowns, which isn't awful by any means. So like Russell Wilson's been playing a lot better. He's been a lot more mobile. He's looking a lot more like the Russell Wilson we knew when he was in Seattle. So I don't know what changed. Maybe Sean Payton's finally getting a grip on the team, but they're kind of consistently winning games. They're not good. Um, their defense is still atrocious, but they're better than they were at the beginning of the year and better than they were last year. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they beat the Chiefs and the Bills in back-to-back weeks. So that, yeah, like, last did. year, you, you would say, wow, they are very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buffalo... I think it's fair to say at this point that even though, like in our minds, we're like, oh yeah, Buffalo, Kansas City, Bengals, like, yeah, those are the big three teams. It's fair to say that I think the Bills are kind of falling out of favor. Of those big. Teams. That's totally fair to me, say that. But I think it's fair to say. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the games for this week. You have anything else to add here, Kate? Not that I know of. We, the, I will say good job for the NFL because last week they had three of the most miserable primetime games. This week, they have two really, really good ones. On Thursday, there's the Bengals and the Ravens, which is a huge game. And then Monday night is the Chiefs and the Eagles. Dude, that is a yeah, good game. So, so two really good games this week. So good job, NFL. Good job for not putting one of those games in Germany because we got to remember to have Germans not like football. Yep. Send the Panthers. Do you know you know who the Panthers play on Sunday? Uh, who are they play? I'm gonna watch zero minutes of this game. Uh, we play. Oh no, that's the only thing that could probably be worse. We play the Cowboys. 
Oh yeah, you're getting. Bryce Young was sacked like eight times in the last and like against like the Bears, and the Bears don't have a good defense. He's actually going to die. I don't want him to start Bryce Young. Like I'd love them to play Andy Dalton because if Bryce Young starts, I promise you, he will be in half not, at the end of the game. Alive. Michael Parsons is literally just going to be like, "It's okay, buddy." Like he's eventually at one point he's going to get like his seventh sack of the first half, and he's going to be like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." He's going to be like, "It's okay, man," because Bryce is so he's, nice. He couldn't be mad. He couldn't be mean. He's going to run up, and Bryce Young's just going to lay down. And then he's yeah, Bryce not going to snap the ball. He's going to snap the ball and then just get in the fetal position. That's what I would do. <laughs> There's only so you much know, you, you know do. it's coming in 0.3 seconds, so may as well. Maybe maybe the line will be nice and you only take 0.5. But no, that's anyway. all I got. <laughs> Very good. Um, thank you all for tuning in to the week ten recap. Uh, we will see you all next week when we break down. Thanks for watching this episode of KNA Football. You can listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and we're also active on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube Shorts. If you made it this far in the video, thank you. You're a real one. We'll see you next time.